Hi, this is Liberty Nickel, and I'm eight years old, starting my first podcast. I'm not a woman yet, but I think biz women rock. Episode 70. What's going on, ladies? Welcome to the Biz Women Rock podcast. I'm your host, Katie Kermitzos. This podcast is wholly dedicated to highlighting the journeys of phenomenal businesswomen from all over the world. I've got such a great show for you today, but before we get into it, I want to give a huge shout out to Liberty Nickel, who did my intro bumper for today. She's awesome. She's the daughter of Rosemary Nickel, who's another podcaster, and Rosemary has a podcast called Motivating Other Moms Radio. So thanks, Liberty. You're awesome, girl. Are you ready to supercharge your business forward? Do you want to learn from and hang out with like-minded entrepreneurs? Do you want a really great excuse for an awesome vacation? Then you've got to join me on this year's Marketers Cruise. It leaves for Cozumel, Mexico, October 23rd through 27th, and this cruise is the perfect combination of education and pleasure. For four days, you'll have the chance to learn from and hang with the most brilliant internet marketers. If you want to tap into the opportunities to leverage online tools to blow your business out of the water, then you have to come. We'll be talking about things like Google Hangouts, SEO, podcasting, social media, and so much more. What's the best part? Building amazing relationships with the speakers and attendees. I'm talking tons of laughing, lifelong relationships, business deals, You will be surrounded by people who are totally on fire about growing their businesses just like you are. So don't miss it. Go to bizwomenrock.com to register today. And should I mention that the entire Biz Women Rock podcast and community exists because of this cruise? It was born here last year. So obviously I'm such a believer in it. I really would love to have you there. So go to bizwomenrock.com and come and join me on the cruise. Now let's get into today's show. My guest today is Arielle Haspel, and she's the owner of Be Well with Arielle. She started her entrepreneurial career as a health coach, but quickly transitioned into a food blogger. Her food blog is BeWellWithArielle.com, and she has really scrumptious recipes that have been quote-unquote healthified. (laughs) She's very passionate about helping people with their nutrition, and in this interview, she gets so deep with us about what it has truly taken to build up her food blog. So let's get going. Arielle, thank you so much for being on the show with me today. Excited to meet you, Katie. All right. So I'm so excited that you're here. So excited that we get to share your story. You are in the health space and the nutrition space. You have the company Be Well with Arielle, and I'm really excited to really find out how you have grown your company and the personality that you bring with your company and all of that good stuff. So let's start first with how you even became interested in health and food like as a business, like something that you really wanted to devote your time to. Like where did that interest come from? When I went to nutrition school back in 2008, I really went for myself. I went to heal my own body and to help my family. I have a little background story that I was working in the corporate world And there was one day where I had to close the door to my office and take a nap on my desk. And (laughs) I think we've all wanted to do that. (laughs) What did you say? I said, I think we have all wanted to do that. (laughs) Exactly. But this didn't just happen once. It happened a few times. 
And at that point, I knew that something was going on in my body. Maybe it was a job. Maybe it was the actual food that I was eating. Maybe it was my lack of sleep. But something was going into my body. You know, something was going on in my body. And I knew, knew I needed help. So I also, you know, grew up in a household where people would hide cookies from themselves. I went to college and some of my friends would be on a diet coke diet to look great in a bikini for spring break. So I was always really surrounded by people who had food issues and I knew I really did not want to continue my life with any food issues and I knew that I needed to heal myself. So I went to nutrition school. And when I went again, I really did it just for a personal reason. I didn't really know what I wanted to do after nutrition school. I was actually really interested in working with children. So I thought maybe, you know, going and working with children would be helpful. But then I realized that if you go into a business working for children, you're actually going into the business working for their parents. Mm. So um, <laughs> That's very lost, true. Uh, right? So if I were teaching kids nutrition, it's not really the kids who are going out being inspired at the supermarket to put good foods into their cart. It's more the parents. So I actually kind of took a little hold when I was in nutrition school, and I didn't really, I, I didn't open up my practice yet. I actually really opened it when people started asking me for help. So when people started asking me and begging me for, you know, consultations and sessions with me, they really just saw me growing and feeling healthy and feeling energized. And they saw a difference when I went into, when I went to nutrition school. And so they wanted some of that. And once people started kind of flocking to me, I was like, all right, I guess I need to open up the business. <laughs> and that's when I started taking, you know, clients and really opened up my business. How did you decide at that beginning stage what to charge, what, how you were going to structure that relationship? Like, how did you how did you come up with all of that stuff? So at my nutrition school, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, the great thing is about the school that they not only teach you nutrition tips, but they also teach you business tips. So in school, they recommended many different tips, you know, how long the program should be. They recommend six months and they recommended to charge, you know, a certain amount per month. So I actually, I never really considered myself a business person back in the day. And because it was such really a personal interest of mine going to nutrition school in the first place, I really started out my business not really being confident, really owning my rate. So what I ended up doing was I actually lowered the rate that my nutrition school had recommended. And it actually really worked. You know, a lot of the people that were that were coming to me were straight out of college. I charged fifty dollars a session. So some people I charged fifty dollars a month and we would have two sessions and it kind of varied upon who came to me and how much financial help they needed. But I, I started really, you know, attracting people who could afford and who wanted to pay me the rate that I was charging back then. So that that's how I kind of started out. I, I had a little template from school. I kind of lowered a little bit and then I learned along the way that I needed to really own my work and I needed to charge more. The more energy I had to output, the more I needed to charge so I would have energy to help even more people. Then what happened? Did your business just continue to grow? Did you get more and more clients? I know you have a very thriving website that has beautiful recipes on it, really great writing on it. What is the story between those starting days and what you have now? So I started my blog really as an outlet to share recipes, just like how you started these podcasts. You know, you were looking around and you couldn't really find an inspirational videos on YouTube. Well, 
I was looking around and I couldn't really find any nutrition experts that I wanted to follow in regards to their recipes. Nowadays, back in 2008, food blogging wasn't really a thing. You know, some people had food blogs, but nowadays there are so many nutrition experts out there. Still to this day, there there isn't really, there's maybe, you know, one or two people that I really follow that I really like to follow in terms of their recipes and nutrition tips and advice. But especially back then, there wasn't really a go-to person. So for me, I really created my website as an outlet for me to create recipes that I wanted to make for myself and that I knew would help my clients and, you know, my family and friends. What's become of the website? Because now, I mean, it's it's a major hub for your business and for what you do. So what kind of components are very important on your website and how has it really generated traffic for your business? If someone asked me for my resume right now, I actually, I don't even know what I would send them. I feel like I would just send them my website. So my website really is my resume and it is my hub. It's a place where people can really find out what I'm doing. My business right now is I, I do a mixture of lectures. You know, I do corporate lectures. I partner with companies, the face of some companies, the nutrition expert for some fitness companies. So my my website right now is really a place for people to find out about me and to find out really about the services that I offer and also a place for people to get all healthy recipes. Okay, so you mentioned this a little bit and I want to dig into this a little bit. So you said that you do work with some like corporate organizations and all this stuff. So you have done work with like Dr. Oz, with Self, with Glamour, with Elle, with Goldman Sachs. I mean, these are not small companies that you have worked for. So what did you do to land that first big client and what were you doing for them? My first client, it was actually, they, they actually sent me to Las Vegas for a, it, it was a retreat that their clients were on. And so I went on a two-day retreat to Las Vegas. Um, that was the first business trip that I really went on with myself. And the way that I found out about it, or the way that they actually found out about me, was someone that I went to elementary school with. And she actually saw all of the posts on Facebook that I was sending out. And mainly, they were just nutrition tips, wellness advice, and healthy recipes. And so it was actually someone from elementary school back in the day that I was connected with that I hadn't been connected with up until that point. She contacted me and said, hey, I'm working at this corporate office and we're having a retreat. I'd love you to come by. So very often right now, really all a lot of my connections, especially even the big connections, and I'll talk about those in a few minutes, even with my Self Magazine connection, it was really through personal relationships. And it was really from just putting myself out there and just doing what I'm doing already, but just really getting my getting my message out there. And then people people see it and they're inspired and then they contact me. What kind of effect has that had like on your website or on your brand or on your business when your name is popping up with Dr. Oz, for example? Like what, what kind of effects has that had on your business? Well, first of all, it's, it's exciting for me. It definitely adds legitimacy, I'm sure, when companies want to partner with me. But more importantly, it really it really gets me out there on a national and international level. People that are watching Dr. Oz, maybe they wouldn't go to my website for a healthified penny alavaca that's not made with cream or milk. But because it's on Dr. Oz and because I'm talking about healthy ways to make a muffin healthier with chia seeds, they're inspired and then they, and then they go to my website. So I'd say, you know, it really gets me out there on a national, international level where I'm really able to inspire people, which is really fun. 
Ariel, what does it really take to like be a food blogger? I mean, you know, I, there are a couple of different really great food blogs that I follow and it just seems like there's, there are a couple components, like you have to have beautiful pictures of the food. You have to have really personalized recipes. I mean, what does your daily life look like in order to produce content that is, that makes a really great food blog? So it's actually one of my favorite questions because it's, it's nothing that you would probably even think that I'm going to say. When I'm inspired to make a recipe, I'm usually inspired. I, I live in New York City, and when I'm walking around and I smell delicious pizza, and it's something that I'm craving, I will go to the supermarket, I'll buy healthified ingredients, I'll go home, I will make a dish, I'll take a gorgeous photo of it, I'll eat it, I'll put it, you know, I'll, I'll write about it, I'll put it on my website, and the next week it's on my blog. So I don't really have kind of a business plan when it comes to what recipes I put out there. It's what I'm craving at that time and what I'm inspired to share with others. Like how many people are coming to your website on a regular basis? I mean, because you've, once again, you've really started with this like one-on-one practice and you still are a health and lifestyle coach. You do that a lot. But now you also have this website where you sort of have the notoriety and people are opting in, they're getting your recipe. So like how much traffic are you really getting to your website? It's something that I'm actually working on, Katie. I'm really a a one-woman show now. I've been speaking to an SEO person to help me really rev up my numbers. But I would say that I have a, a core group of you know, a thousand fans who come to my recipes on a daily or weekly basis. And then, you know, I would say a few other thousands that come to my website via other outlets on the internet, via Pinterest. I'll always link a post that I put up or a recipe that I put up. I'll always put on Pinterest. That's really a great way for people to find out about me. And it's a great traffic referral for me, Pinterest. And then a lot of it is also just organic. You know, people will type in, healthy penne alabaca and they'll come to my site. So some of it is organic, but a lot of it is also from the, the fans that I currently have. You just talked about a couple of really great marketing strategies that you use. Have there been like marketing strategies that you've tried that were just complete flops? Mm. I can't think of any off the top of my head right this second, but I would say getting back to your question before what does really work are pretty pictures. So right now I'm really trying to rev up my Instagram following. Um, if you want to follow me, my Instagram account is at Bewell with R-E-L, B-E-W-E-L-L with A-R-I-E-L-L-E. And something that I've gotten advice from from my friends about big followings, um, whether they're fashion bloggers or nutrition experts, they recommend that you need to put beautiful photos up. If you don't have beautiful photos, you're going to lose followers and you're not going to get followers. So posting really beautiful, crisp photos is super important. Something that I often do if you're in the nutrition or wellness business, or even if you're a fashion blogger, whatever business you're in, even if you're a massage therapist, what I often do is I'll take a photo on, you know, my professional camera or a good camera, and then I'll upload it to my computer, and then I'll send it to my iPhone to upload onto Instagram. So it's just a little tip that I know a lot of fashion bloggers and really well-known wellness bloggers have to have really good Instagram followings and Facebook followings that they use as well. I actually just thought of something else, you know, in terms of effective marketing strategies. Mm-hmm. I would say that it's really posting from your heart and it's not really thinking about what other people are doing or other people are saying or what your fans really want to hear. It's really what is inspiring you at that time. And I think that's really important because when you're doing that, it, it, it 
when I'm doing it, it doesn't get stale. It doesn't get old. It actually inspires me even more. So I post things that I crave and I post things that I want to make, not necessarily things that I want people to click on because I think that people get even more excited when you're excited about something. And I think that the energy really shows through whether it's a blog post or it's an Instagram post, you know, people will feel your energy. And so that's something that, that has really worked for me. You started this business back in 2008, and you let me know that you have done this like part-time, actually. I mean, really with your full-time job, and you've done it on the side for a long time, building it up, building it up, and then you finally did make that transition to going at it full force last year. Can you talk a little bit about why you decided to kind of keep this as a part-time thing and keep your full-time job? Talk a little bit about that, and then maybe what made you make that transition? Back in the day when I decided to go to nutrition school, I ended up finishing nutrition school and I ended up working full time. I actually ended up getting fired from my job, laid off. This was at the start of the recession. I didn't even really know what was going on in the recession. I was one of my first friends to be laid off. And this was, again, back in really like 2008. And so when I was laid off from my job, I knew that it was time to start a business, and I worked with my mentor, my life coach, Gabrielle Bernstein, and at that time, I gave her a quick call, and I was like, you know, Gabrielle, I just got laid off from my job, and she said, congratulations, now is your time to start your business, (laughs) so that was actually the turning point, and the, the way that I actually started my business was through making really inspirational wellness jewelry, so anything wellness related that I learned in nutrition school and something that I mentioned earlier on the call was that I didn't actually start my nutrition business when I was in school. I actually started my jewelry business and my jewelry and business was really intended to inspire women to love themselves and to, to take care of themselves. And it's a reminder for it's all stamped inside with I love me. And so this I started when I when I was laid off from my job. And then it ended up turning into the health coaching that I incorporated into it. So I started this full-time job, and then the company that I was laid off from actually rehired me, and they said, we want you back. We totally made a mistake. And I said, well, too bad. I've already started a business. I can work for you, but I would only be able to work for you a few days a week because now I have a business. And so they said, okay, we'll take you back. So I worked there for three years. I'm sorry, I worked there for three for three days a week, and I did my nutrition and jewelry on the side for the other, you know, two days a week. And working part time gave me the real, you know, a really great opportunity to have a steady paycheck, and then do what I really loved. I, I loved working there, but do what I really loved and really continue my passion for making healthy recipes and inspiring people to get in their kitchens to cook and making jewelry and inspiring women to remember to love themselves and take care of themselves first. I had the part-time job and I did this on the side. And then fast forward about six years, which was about a year and a half ago, I was actually laid off again. And this was a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful experience in my life because it was definitely time for me to leave there. And it was time for me to blossom as not only a nutrition and wellness personality in the field, but also to really blossom and grow my business. 
And so I'm very thankful for the opportunity to be laid off. I mean, listen, it was very difficult to be laid off for the second time from the same company, but it was it was really meant to be. And I left there with a smile. And from that day forward, I've never looked back. I always thought I would. I've never looked back. And incredible opportunities started happening even just a week, a week after I was laid off. I ended up making much more money than I did in even just one day than I would in an entire month there. So it was a definite, definite blessing. Wow, that's incredible. Throughout this journey that you've had, what has been, let's just say, you know, maybe one or two major failures that you've had that you've really learned a lot from? Well, I would say that I'm, I'm a rocking businesswoman now. I'm a very creative person. I consider myself a creative person. Get me in the kitchen. I can whip up a healthy recipe with ingredients that you provide in two minutes. So I'll paint you a pretty picture. I will put together a gorgeous dinner party with beautiful style arrangements. I, I have a creative eye. I come up with great ideas. But when it comes to business, when it comes to negotiating, I kind of just really dwindle. I kind of just like, well, so something I've really been working on is in negotiating, really owning my worth, asking for what I'm worth. And that's definitely been a challenge, but it's definitely helped me not only in the work that I'm doing, but also really just getting myself out there too. So definitely one of my big, biggest failures is not asking for what I need in terms of my weight. When I used to do that, I used to overwork and then I would feel resentful. I'm not excited about a project. So now I ask for what I want, what I see fitting for that project. And now I'm super excited about every project that comes my way. And I, and I put my energy out there and I'm not exhausted at the end of the day. I'm, I'm really empowered to continue, continue thriving and going. Wow. I think there's a lot of us who can really identify with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So in that vein, what do you do to stay sharp about your business? There's a difference between being the creative and sort of working in it and, and creating internally, but then actually doing those things to strategize where your actual business is going. So what kind of things do you do regularly to make sure that you know where your business is going or you have the time to envision where the business is going? So I'm lucky enough to have a husband who is a great businessman, and he always gives me awesome advice. So I, I definitely have powwow sessions with him. But really, on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, I have breakfast and lunches with people in my field, people that I look up to. I'm not afraid to ask someone for tea or for juice and to get together with them and ask them their advice. I love meeting other super powerful women in the space or people that I could just learn from, whether it's people with really big Instagram followings or people with tons of clients or a product-based business that's getting themselves into Whole Foods. You know, I always love learning from, from other really empowered, you know, powerful women. I also love taking classes. Just the other day, I took a cooking class. I mean, cooking is really my business, but uh, there's always something to learn. And I love going in there and learning new skills and new tips and meeting the chefs and meeting other people in the class. So I love taking cooking classes. I go to lectures with my mentor, Gabrielle Bernstein, who's written a few books. And She's definitely a great power of example for me. And I love going to other lectures or events out there, whether it's once a year or once every few months, where they have powerful, inspirational speakers speaking at. So various things that I recap. So you were about to come out with a cookbook here pretty soon. So I'm very interested in kind of why you would choose to actually create a cookbook when you have regularly 
you know, scheduled recipes that come out. What was your thought process in creating a cookbook? Why did you want to do that? And then, you know, kind of what, what are the, what are the plans for that? Like what's the goal of having the cookbook? So the cookbook I'm super excited about. It's actually, I'm launching it right now as an ebook. It's available online on my website. Because I have so many recipes on my site and because I've been so generous with my recipes, my clients were really craving even more. You know, my fans on Facebook and, and Instagram, they were asking for a cookbook. They were asking for a place where they could just flip through, even though it's an ebook right now, a place where they could just flip and find all of the recipes in one place instead of just kind of scrolling through on my website which I thought was a great idea. Another reason why I am launching it as an ebook on my website and for a product is because as a business person, it's very important that you always have products on your site to sell. There are a lot of people out there that are not going to be able to come to my lectures, or there are a lot of people out there that don't work for the companies that are hiring me for the lectures that I'm speaking at. So this is another way of really giving myself and giving my recipes and inspiring people to open me up into their home, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Do you have like affiliate relationships or like because you cook so much, like let's say that there's a particular cooking product that you use a lot or a brand of blender that you really, really love. Like, are you at that point where you're kind of, I guess, like getting sponsors or like affiliates or anything like that to where when you write your blog post and you say, hey, I use this particular measuring tool to be able to do this. Like, do you have any of, of those relationships? A lot of companies have contacted me about that. I am very truthful and honest and authentic, so if I ever do recommend a certain product and I've been paid for it or it's been sent to me, I will always write it into a post. Very often, I will just write what I'm, what I'm fans of and my favorites, and what I often do is I link the ingredients on my recipe to Amazon. So it is an affiliate link. It's a very, very, very small percentage. But if someone ends up, you know, does end up buying the coconut palm sugar that I've recommended or does end up buying the almond milk from Amazon that I've recommended, then I do get a small, small percentage. But in no way is that, you know, really a, you know, it's kind of a marketing strategy. It's, I mean, not really a marketing strategy, but it's just, you know, an extra business strategy that I have on my website, but it's not really for, you know, income. I'm recommending these products anyway, and I'm not being paid for it. So I may as well, you know, link it to Amazon. You know, I really want to kind of bring this conversation to a close, but I, I want to do that by asking you about the future. You are doing so much that I'm sure you have some big stuff coming up. So can you share with us a little bit about what your vision of the company is right now and what you have coming up that you're really excited about? Yes, I'm so happy you asked that. So, <laughs> Why do you jump um, at that one? <laughs> so now that this is airing, um, when this podcast is airing, my videos on self.com will probably be up. I am launching a cooking series with Self Magazine. They're all online. You can find them at videos.self.com or you can find them on my website at www.bewellwithariel.com. I have super healthified, fun recipes. All of the episodes are about three minutes or less, but I'm on there just sharing really healthy, delicious, and easy-to-make recipes, and I'm super excited about sharing them. So they're going to be launching July 1st all the way until October. I'm excited to have them out there in the world. That's going to be very, very exciting. This question is really – I do want to do a follow-up question of – 
asking because we're sort of living in this day where because of like the food network, we have this area, we have the space to be able to have these like celebrity chefs or chefs and cooks that have a name. They have like their name is their brand. And the online space and food bloggers are also sort of living in that space as well. What do you think about what potential you have to really be a brand for cooking and food and this great health style of food? Like, have you ever thought about kind of where you want to be there? Like, does you're doing this video series. Does that mean like, you know, you want to sort of do like this Anthony Bourdain style like shows like you know what what kind of like hopes you have there what possibility is really there because of the internet really I would love my own cooking show on the Food Network I would love my own cooking show on a major network that's definitely one of the big visions of my life that I'm so excited to work towards that. But yes, that definitely is something that I'm working towards. I love being, you know, I'm not afraid to be on the camera, but more importantly, it's fun for me. And more importantly, I know that, you know, with my nutrition knowledge and with my experience, I really just want to inspire people to get into the kitchen because people come to me and they don't know how to cook. People come to me and they don't know what to eat. People come to me and they think the feeling and being healthy is so difficult. And I really just want to change that for everyone. I really want to inspire people to get in their kitchens and to know that it doesn't take 15 ingredients to make a delicious dish. It can really even just take three ingredients and you can make it unbelievably delicious and unbelievably healthy. So that's really my intention in, in life in general. I love that. Ariel. thank you so much, so much for being on the show with me here today. I'm hungry now. <laughs> and I really appreciate hearing your passion and your drive that you have. And, and I really enjoy hearing how you are approaching your business as a creative and as somebody who just truly wants to be able to get a great message out there and get great recipes out there. That's wonderful. So thank you so much for sharing all about it. Well, thank you for being a fan and stay tuned for other really exciting things that are happening. So uh, you can stay tuned on my website at evolwithariel.com. And of course, you can follow me on Instagram and Pinterest and Facebook and, and all that good stuff. So thank you so much for having me today. The show notes for today's conversation are at bizwomenrock.com forward slash 70. I really enjoyed that conversation with Arielle. I think my biggest takeaway from that was how she used PR and leveraged popular names like Dr. Oz in order to really generate traffic for herself. I thought that was very, very smart. I hope you got something great out of this and I will see you on the next episode. Mm -hmm.